Today's daf is Bavakama daf kuf yud zayin. We are 30 lines from the bottom of daf kuf tez zayin omid beis tonu rabbonah. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for achenu b'nei Yisrael hanasunu matzaru v'ashivya. Today's daf is also being learned l'ilu nishmas chayim elio ben Avram Yaakov. So at the end of yesterday's daf, the Gemara brought a b'raisa that discussed a shayara, a caravan. This is a group of people that are traveling together, and they bumped into trouble. Omad Oleo Gaius Latarfa. A dangerous person came in their way and took away their money. And the question is, when the Bnei Hashayara figure out afterwards how exactly to divide the money that was given to the Gaius, what is the formula that's used? The Gemara now is going to begin with another b'raisa that discusses a shayara that was traveling the Omad Oleo Gaius. Says the Gemara, There was a caravan, a group of people that were traveling together in the desert, and some bad people came and took away their money. Now, there was one knight in shining armor. He got up and he was able to save the money away from this Gaius. Says the Braisa, when the money is saved, he doesn't get to keep the money for himself. Rather, we return it to the Bnei Shayara, and each person gets whatever belonged to him. If the person, before he went to save the money, said, Ani atzil, however, I'm willing to save it, but I'm keeping it for myself, then he gets to keep it. So if he saved it, it goes back to whoever it was taken from. If he says, then he gets to keep it. So the Gemara says, let's try to understand this case a little bit better. Was the situation where other people, if they wanted to, could have saved the money? Meaning, this person was the Nachshon ben Aminadov. He jumped in first, and he's the one that actually saved it. But had it not been him, the other guys could have done it. The point is, being that they were Yechelim Lahat Siloi, so they were Miyayishteh. If that's the case, even if the person said, I'm going to save it, I'm keeping it for myself, and before anyone had a chance to strategize and to figure out what they're going to do, he took it. Why would he get to keep it? They would never be Yayish. It should go Le'emtza. It should be divided back to however it belonged in the first place. And if he keeps it for himself, he should be a prostagazlan. And if the situation was where nobody was able to save it, so that means they were miyayish. If that's the case, if he saves it, based on the principles of Yish, he should be able to keep it for himself. So why is it totally in what he says? It should be tolly in whether they were miyayish or not miyayish, which itself should be tolly in whether it was yochelat siloi or ain yochelat siloi. So the Gemara now is going to bring three suggestions, three akimtas that you have to make in order to make poshit sense of the brayso. Amar Rami Bar Rami Bar is the first. He said hacha b'shutven askina. We're talking about with this shayara, they were a bunch of partners. Being that they were partners, so there's some sort of implied understanding that if one shutif does something, 
he's acting on behalf of all his other partners. If that's the case, And if that's the case, says Rashi, it doesn't matter if it was Yechoylem Lahatzel or if it's Enam Yechoylem Lahatzel. In either situation, the Allah is going to be that it's going to go Emza. Stating that, Omar, if he said something, right? So he said, Mefurish, I'm doing this for myself, Pollock. Then already he's making a declaration that I'm not doing this on behalf of the Shotif. Oh, if he says, Mefurish, I'm not doing it on behalf of the Shotif, then already he gets to keep it all for himself to the extent that the Shotifim were Miyayish. But Loy Omar, if he didn't say that he's doing it for himself, Loy Pollock, so then he didn't separate himself from the partners, and as a result, it's going to be understood that it's going to be done on behalf of everybody else. So the point is, being that we're dealing with a shutif to the extent that he acts we assume automatically, it doesn't matter, yish, not yish, whatever he does, he's not just doing on behalf of himself. He's doing on behalf of his shutif as well. The only way he gets out of that situation is if he says, Mefurish, then already he's pulling. So there the halach is going to be different. Rava, my Rava said a similar terrorist, albeit a different terrorist. We're talking about we're this person that went to save the day, he was a poil. He was someone that worked for all the other chevra. Uke Rav. And the halach of this price is based on something Rav said. The Omar Rav, Rav said, If somebody hires somebody to work for him, if this person wants to back out of his employment agreement, it's something he could do. He can even do it in the middle of the day. Okay, how does that explain anything? The Kamadali Hadarbei called Kamad that this Poyol doesn't back out. We look at him as if he's in the Rishos of the Balabayas. If he's in the Rishos of the Balabayas, so therefore... If he does something now, we assume he's not doing it for himself, but he's doing it as a pile. He's working for somebody. He's almost like an effort. And therefore, whatever he does really goes to the benefit of the person that he's working for. If, however, he's chayzer, then then it's already different. Meaning, if he's chayzer and he says, I'm doing it for myself, so then the way we view it is as if I know I'm a pile, and I know really whatever I do works on your behalf, but I don't want to do this for you. I want to do this for myself, and if he does that, he could do that. Now, it's interesting. You need a Makart to tell me that if a, a pile wants to back out, he can back out, but the Gemara brings a whole fancy source to this. But not avadim to avadim. So a poil is not an evet, and if he wants to back out, it's something that he would have the right to do. So if he operates Islam, then we assume whatever he did, he did on behalf of the person that he's working for. If, however, he backs out, that's in his right. So that's what go- what's going on here in this verse. If he says something, he's backing out. If not, not Ravashi. Ravashi had a third mahalach. He said, the situation over here was not talking about a shotif, we're not talking about a pile. It's just a group of people that are traveling together. And what happened is they were held up, and one person decided that he's going to save the day. What was the kasha? The price says that if he does it, stand. Then he has to give it back to whoever owns it. If he says, I'm doing it for myself, he gets to keep it. The kasha was, 
Why should it depend on what he says? What it should depend on is whether they were miyayish, whether they were So the first two mahalchim of the Gemara was, we're not talking about a regular situation. We're talking about a shotev, we're talking about a pile. So over there, if you operate, but if stum, it's implied that you're not just doing it for yourself, you're doing it for the person that hired you. Once you back out, so then already... That's in your right. A shutif can back out, a poil can back out, and as a result, what he's doing, we say, could be he's doing for himself. But Ravashi says, no, you don't have to make those lakimtas. Rather, we're talking not about a case where it was Yochalat Siloy, where for sure the person was not Miyayish. We're also not talking about where it was in Yochalat Siloy, where the f- person for sure was Miyayish. We're talking about a situation where it was Yochalat Lahatzel Ayyadeat Chak, where they could have saved it, but it would have been difficult. It would have been Okay, so what's the Nekuda? Goli daite la'atzmoi. Loi goli daite la'entza. Meaning, when this person now says, let's see Rashi inside. Omer la'atzmoi, it's the last Rashi before the Mishnah. V'shamu bailim, v'shasku. So this person got up and he said, I'm going to save it. And everybody was quiet. V'loi masru atzman. And they didn't do anything. So, aschu dataytu. What we say is that that be masich das v'golu de ayayish v'leibomim senafshayim. Meaning, when the person says, "I'm going to save it," so if these people really feel that they have ownership in it and they're not being miyayish and they also want to save it, let them say something. So the fact that they're quiet and they didn't step forward, so that's a giloy that being that it's only yichaylam latzilei adayat chak that be miyayish, and therefore that law is that the person is able to keep it. If, however, he didn't say anything, so then in that situation, being that they were yichaylam lahatzil ayadeat chak. We don't necessarily know that they were miyayish, and therefore the Allah is if he saves it, it's going to go lamsa. So what's the significance then of saying? The significance is if he says and they're quiet, that's when you have the yish. The kasha was maman of shach. If it's a situation where they were miyayish, they were miyayish whether he said it or he didn't say it. The text says because we don't know if they were miyayish because it was yichaylam lahatzil ayadeat chak. It's enough a situation where we assume they were miyayish if. They're quiet, and they don't do anything. So if he says something and they're quiet, that's where the Yish is. If, however, he didn't say anything, he just went ahead and saved it, so we don't know that they're on Yayish, and therefore the halach is, it's going to go, and somebody steals a field from his fan, and then bad people came, and they took it away from the Gazla. So somebody stole a field, and now people took the field from the Gazla. In Makas Medinohi, if these Masikin that came and took the field from the Gazan didn't just take this field from the Gazan, but they took a lot of fields from a lot of people. This was a pogrom. It was a Makas Medina. Then the Allah is, The Gazan can tell the owner of the field that I know I stole your field, but at the same time, I would have returned it to you. There was a Makas Medina. No, take your field. Meaning, go to these Masikin, good luck. But he has no other but obligation to make any payment. If, however, this field was taken specifically from the Gazan, the Gemara is going to explain more specifically what this means, then he'd be obligated to replace the field. So we're talking about someone that stole a field, and now the field was taken away from the Gazan. And the question is, does the Gazan have a responsibility to make the Nigzal whole or not? It's not in his Rishus anymore. It was taken from him. So the Mishnah seems to say it depends. When it was taken from the Gazla, was it a Makas Medina? Then he could just say, Aresh Allah Lefanecha. If when it was taken from the Gazlan, it was taken Machmas HaGazlan, then the Allah is Chayv Lahamid Loi Sode Ach. Now, 
the very obvious background to this Mishnah is, we know the halach is karka in an exalus. And it's not shayach, gzela, on karka. So all the halachas that you have with regards to gzela, yiyosh, inirishos, etc., etc., these are not halachas that apply to karka, because karka is enun exalus. That's why the halachas, if somebody would steal karka and then something bad would happen to the karka, it would be devalued in some significant way. There's no shinui, there's no kolagazlona, mishalman, kishasakzela, the whole agoizolatsim doesn't apply. What you do is you say, I understand I took your karka, now take it back. Ah, you were kind of with shinoi and you should have an obligation now to make me whole. No, karka ain't in exiles. Could be your over in a sixth that's a big shilom, the rishonim, the rabban alat Torah, the sefer achinov. But in terms of the chayshem mishpat, the dine exilah, that's something that doesn't apply to karka. So as it relates to a goizel sada, we're not really discussing a gazlin in the very, very literal sense. Stating that, again, what's the law of the Mishnah? If Masikin took it from the Gazlin and it was a Makas Madina, I don't know you anything. If it was taken specifically from him, then Rav Nachman Bar Rav Nachman Bar said, Mandetoni Masikin Whoever has the gears in our Mishnah, that it was Masikin with a Samach that took away the field, is not making a mistake, meaning that's a, an authentic Gersa. Mandetoni Matsikin Whoever has the Gersa Matsikin with a Tzadik also is not making a mistake. So it seems there were two Gersais had to read this Mishnah. Or so Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak already was aware of these two girsois, and he says they're both valid girsois. Meaning sometimes you know for sure a girs is a mistake. If the girs would be masikin, it would make sense, and if it would be matzikin, it would make sense. How so? If someone has the girs of matzikin, it makes sense. It would be based on the following pasik that says, This is a pasik in Parashat Kisavai. It's the Toichach of Mishnah Torah, and the word matzik there means tsaris. Tsara right? So if the word is matzikin, these are people that cause tsara vetsuka. Certainly is an appropriate description of these chavra. Umantatani masikin lo mishtavish. And if someone has the gears of masikin, is also not making a mistake. Dechsiv, as the Pasik says, yiyorish hatzilotzal. That's also a Pasik in the Toichacha Mishnah Torah. It's also in Parshish Kisavai. The word tzilotzal there means arba, says Rashi. It means grasshoppers. Umetargaminon. And if you look at the targum, it says yachsenine saka. Now, grasshoppers are gazlonen. And the reason is because what do they do? They eat the yerekasada. They take all the tfua from the people that own the fields. So if saka is the targum for tzlotzal, which means grasshoppers, or gazlonim, the word masikin would also make sense. Either way, there were two girsois. Nachman Yitzchak said either girsa makes sense. We always speak out the ha'orav from Rav Tzvi Ashchayis, Matzchias. He speaks this out in different places that this signon of the Gemara, mandatoni this loy mishtabish, mandatoni that loy mishtabish. We see that the Amayiram weren't sure what the right girsa in a Mishnah was. You have it in Mesechtis. Sukkah, where the Gemara talks about the Simcha Space HaShoeva, and there was a Shiloh. Was it called the Simcha Space HaShoeva, or was it called the Simcha Space HaChashuva? There's a parak in Masachtis Erevin called Ketzad Ma'abrin, and there's a Shiloh. Is it Ma'abrin with an Ayin, or is it Ma'abrin with an Aleph? The Kohen or Rabbis. And Rabbi Tzvi says that he holds this is a riot to the Shittas that hold that Rabbi Yudan Nasi never wrote the Mishnah. He was Masada the Mishnah, but he didn't write it. And even in the times of the Amiram, the Mishnah wasn't written yet. He said, because if the Mishnah was written, so what would the 
the Shilas. Why don't you take a look at the manuscripts and see what was written? You would think there'd be enough manuscripts to be able to figure it out. The Territ says this was Yeshem Lamikra, not Yeshem Lamasiris. So they were saying Masikin, Matsikin, right? This is like the Mantizkaru. Is it Matsikin or Masikin? Ma'abrin with an ayin or an aleph. You have to be a real medactic to be able to hear the pronunciation and to, to hear the difference. But the point is, it's for that reason, you find this in many different Gemaras. It's based on the fact that the Mishnah had not been written yet, even in the times of Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Either way, so if the field was taken away from the Masikin or the Matsikin in the context of the Makas Medina, but if it was taken from the Gazlin, or the words of the Mishnah are, in Machmas HaGazlin, then Chayef Lahamed Loi Sadach. says the Gemara, what does that mean? Doesn't mean what it sounds like it means. Meaning, the Mishnah is making a distinction between where these guys took everybody's field versus where they took only the Gazan's field. So, these people took Aradide, the stolen field, but they didn't take Kule Arasa. But the Gemara's cash is, why would I need the Mishnah to tell it to me? In the sefer. Isn't it already implied from the Resha? What did the Resha say? In Makas Medina he Meaning, if it's a Makas Medina, then implied is Eloi. If it's not a Makas Medina, Loi, then you can't say So if that's the case, why would the Mishnah have to say Mefurish in the Sefer, something that I already know from the Resha? So the Gemara says, like, you have to say that the Sefer is talking about something else. The Achvi Achvuye. And these words are going to segue us into really some of the last sugyas here in Mesechus Bavakama. The case of the Sefer is something else. The case is where this person never stole the field. Rashi, Shaloi Gozlahu Atzma. Elo. He heard from the king, there's a decree that right now they're trying to steal fields. And this person decided to become an informant. So he tells the, the government officials, he says, This piece of property is a good piece of property. This is something that you want. Go ahead and take it. So he never stole anything. All he did was, he was an achvi achvuye. And that's what the safe of the Mishnah is talking about. And what the Mishnah says, if somebody does that, this person is now going to owe the nigzal another field, meaning we're going to try you we are going to prosecute you as if you are a regular gossip. Lishna Krina, there was another Lishna that said the same thing, albeit in a slightly different Nusach. In the case, where Akum came and they told this person, we want one of your fields, and they told him, meaning these people came and they told him, show me your field. And he didn't just show him his field, but he showed him Yenim's field as well. It's a nuance, but the point is, is that the safe of the Mishnah is talking about where this person was a moiser. This person informed the government about somebody else's field. They weren't necessarily looking for his field, but he said, take his field. And the first girsa. The cases where this person never stole the field, he just offered up some information about somebody else's field. And the second, there's a whole Shiloh in the Rishon and what the right gear says, but it sounds like maybe he even stole the field and they came after his fields and he said, don't just take my field, I happen to have another field that I stole, why don't you take this field as well? But at the end of the day, the Nakuda is that this person 
gave up somebody else's field. And if you give up somebody else's field, Chayev Lahamud Baisad Acher, and over there there's no Allah where you could simply say, Haresh Allah Lefanecha. Now the truth is that if somebody gives up somebody else's field, the fact that he's Chayev is a little bit of a Chiddush. The reason it's a little bit of a Chiddush is because this person didn't steal the field, he didn't even damage the field. All he did was is he pointed powerful people to the field and the field was taken away. He's a grumma, or more accurately, he's a garmi. And really, the fact that this person is chayev, zogin the rishonim, it's going to play itself out now in the Gemara, is really based on the fact that the Gemara is going with the shittis that we're done, dina the garmi. So we know grumma ben zogin is potter. What about garmi? Now, what's the chiluk between grumma and garmi? So the pasha the chiluk is, what? level of indirect the Hezek was. Garmi, we always refer to as being directly indirect. So when something is very indirect, it's Grama, when something is a little bit more direct, then we refer to it as Garmi. Everybody holds Grama ben Azalkin as Pater. When it comes to Garmi, Ramei Shita, Bavakama, Davkov, and other Tanam as well, are done Dina de Garmi. The fact that this person is going to be Chayev, and we're learning it up in a Mishnah, in Machmas Agazlin, Chayev, Lahabadu Yisadach, is talking about where the person never even stole. Sure, in the first lishon of the Gemara, he just pointed the oilam to the field that belonged to somebody else. It's going aliba de mayor who's doing dina de gami. Toisvis asks a fire kasha. Toisvis says that if you remember on Tafkof, the Gemara brought a mayor shita who holds that you're done dina de gami, and the Gemara wanted to know what's the makarter a mayor that he holds dina de gami, and the Gemara was jumping all over shas, and at the end of the day. We came up with a Mishnah Mesechtis Kalayim. Mechitzas Akeren Shenifritza Oymeloi Gedar. Nifritza Oymeloi Gedar. Nisyayish Mimenev Aloi Gedar. Reza Kidesh Vachai Bachar Yuzay. This is the Makar that Rameyer is done. Dina de Grami. Now there was no mention of the word Rameyer in that Mishnah. But it's a Stam Mishnah. Maybe it's even a Braisa. Ayin Shal. But the bottom line is. Frey Toysvis. If the safe of our Mishnah. Machbas Agaz. And Chayv Lahamad Yisad Acher. Is talking about whereas Achdi Achvuye, where you're a Moiser, and you chayev al Swat, al Sdira de Garmi, and thus the Chastam Mishnah, who's Rameyer, so I have the best Mishnah in the world that you don't, Dina de Garmi. Why do I have to go flying to Mechitza Saker and Shinifritza? Why is this not the best Raya? And Toysus brings, it's the last Toysus on the Amit, Vaimir Ridle, Nichale, La Asuya, Mimasnis, and the Hacha, the Lektoniba, Behedia, the Achve, Elam, Yutur, the Masnis, and Makula Hachi. If the Mishnah would have been Mufurish, that we're talking about Achdi Achvuye, this would have been checkmate. This would have been the but this was anything but Mufurish. This is like a super akimt in the Mishnah. Mishnah certainly does not sound like this is what it's talking about. But we backed into Apshat because we didn't know Apshat in the Seifas. But either way, we just mentioned the concept of being a Moiser, which is predicated on the Sugya, like Tesis learns, of being done. Dino digami. The Gemara now is going to digress, and the Gemara is going to tell different stories and different halachas related to a moiser. Now, just to be clear, we're talking about a moiser moment. We're not talking about where someone's moiser someone else for inyane nefashes. We're talking about someone that's being moiser someone for inyane moment. But as we're going to see in the Gemara, Chazal equated the two, and they didn't think it made a big difference. So Chazal felt that if you're moiser and you tell the government back in the day, that this person owes you money or there's an opportunity to take money from him, you might as well have told the government to kill him. We treat you as a roidif because once the government wants your money in the Wild West, you never know what they're capable of doing. So that's sort of the background. Zakti Gamar. Ahu gavra da'achvi akarya de'chiti de'beish there was a person, 
and this is not smart, but what he did was, is he showed a hump of chitin that belonged to the Rish Galusa, and he, he was moiser. Also, the Kami did Nachman, and this person came before Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said that this person has to pay, meaning, if you showed someone else's chitin to the government, they're going to take it away, you're a moiser, don't dine de garmi, it's the safe of our Mishnah, the Allah is, you're going to be chayef, chayef lahamad loisad acher. So the Gemara says, when this story happened, Yosef Rabbi Yosef achayed Rav Huna Barchia, Rabbi Yosef was sitting behind Rav Huna Barchia, but Yosef Rav Huna Barchia came to Rav Nachman, and Rav Huna Barchia was sitting in front of Rav Nachman, oh, Rav Huna Barchia, the Rav Nachman, Rav Huna Barchia told Rav Nachman, dina oiknasa, tell me, this psak halacha that you just gave, you made it because you hold that stake right in, anytime a person is he's automatically as a mas- as a moiser, as a dina de garmi, or was it a knasa? So what does it mean it was a knasa? It's like a hirasha. Maybe you know this person, and because you know this person, that's why you're instituting this halacha. What comes to mind is a Gemara that we had in the beginning of Agoy Zalaitzim, where the Gemara told a real-life story where Rav Nachman, the Zelber Rav Nachman, passed in the halacha, which the Gemara said really wasn't oiskehalten, but he did it because he knew this guy, and this person was a repeat offender, literally, and therefore he was doing what he was doing. So this was the question that... Rav Hunebarchia asked Rav Nachman. He said, Dina Hachi, is this the halacha? Anytime a person does this, he's chayef? Or Knossah, this is a unique situation. Amalei, so he told him, Masisi, I was basing it on a Mephorosh Mishnah. It's the safe of our Mishnah, which is talking about this type of case. No, it's a Mishnah. This is not a special case. This is a Mishnah. Basit Nafik, after... Rav Nachman left. Amalei Rav Yosef Rav Huna Barchia. So Rav Yosef told Rav Huna Barchia, "My nafkalach minei. Tell me, I heard you asking Rav Nachman. You wanted to know idina iknasa. What difference does it make?" Amalei says, "What do you mean? What difference does it make? Idina gamrina minei. Iknasa like gamrina minei. If this is a din, so this is the din. Then this is going to be the halacha. If it's a knas, then you can't imply anything from here. We would assume this was a unique situation, and as a result, we would not be able to learn anything from this unique situation." Ma'ayin and the Rishonim, the Rishonim are bothered. Ud the karila ma karila. What was Rabbi Yosef's half? I mean, obviously that's the nafkemina. If this is the halacha, so this is the halacha. Gamrinamina. And if it's a unique situation, then it's a unique situation. It's very hard to apply unique situations. Either way, says the Gemara, not him. The miklasal legamrinon. How do you know that if you have a situation? Where you know the Chazal said that if you do this, we're going to cancel you. Not not based on the rules and regulations of Bava Kama, but it's a unique situation. How do you know that you can't apply it? You can't cut and paste it. How do you know that Miknasa Legamina? So the Gemara says the Tanya, we know from the following Brice. I mean, they used to say, that if somebody is Metama or someone's Menasach, he's going to be Chai. So what does it mean to be Metama? Metama means that your friend has Tyros and you make his Tyros Tome. What's a menasech? Your friend has wine, and you take your friend's wine, and you menasech it la voidazar. So, barishayna hayuayimrim, that if someone's metama, and somebody is menasech, he's going to be chai. Why is this even a chiddish? Why did they have to say it? I mean, it's obvious. You're a masek. You took someone's tyrus that were told, you made a tome. You took someone's yayin, and you made it yayin nesach. Now it's also bahana. The reason is because it's a hezek she'enoy nikr. And hezek she'enoy nikr, 
Therefore, this was a special chiddush that at some point in the future, the Chachamim added to the list, and they said not only is a metama and a menasek chayiv, but af hamedama, even a medama is going to be chayiv. So a medama is somebody that takes truma and he mixes it with his friend's chulin. By doing that, he devalues the chulin a little bit. Chulin's worth more money than truma is. The reason is because chulin, everybody could eat. Thus, there's more demand for it. As opposed to truma, only kayanim ki, supply and demand, therefore the Allah is, it's going to be worth less money. Now, what do you see from here? There was a time in history where a metama and a medama were chayef, even though it's hezek shen and nikr, based on this knas of the chachamim, but a medama was not chayef. Meaning, chazru in, like chazru la. It was only at some future date that they added medama to the list. But before that, before that time, medama was not part of that list. My timer, why not? Meaning, I don't understand. Whenever they got up and they said that a medama and a menaseh hachayev, they should add it to the list, medama as well. So it seems like they held these two, yeah, that not. Doesn't make any sense. Lav mishum Meaning, there was a knas that was imposed for a metam and a menasach, and they felt, for whatever reason, that it applies here, not there, and you can't learn one from the other. Meaning, the, the point that the Gemara is making is that when it comes to knasses, you don't need consistency. You can make a knas here, there, and not there. I, it's illogical. doesn't have to be logical. When it comes to momen, there has to be a logic, right? Shulchan Aruch is underpinned by logic. But when it comes to a, a knas, sometimes Chazal will make a knas here and there, not in the other case, even though really it makes no difference. Meaning, you're being koinus, a metame and a menasech, why? Because you were masik, even though it's a hezek shen and nicker. Okay, so you should be kindness to madame as well. The terrorist says there's an idea of knasa legamina, but upon him, this is the makar. But the one says, lie. Really, there's no raya from this. You know why? Because there's actually a difference between a metama and a menasech versus a madama. Meaning, if they were the same, there'd be no such thing. Mi knasa gamrina. It would have to be consistent across the board. But they're not the same. Why are they not the same? Because of the level of hefzid that you have when you're metama and menasech versus when you're medama. When a person is metama, someone else is tyrus, so the hefzid is a hefzid meruba. Right? It was tar, now it's tame. So there's tremendous impact. Can I eat it? If someone's menasech yayin lavoy forget about it. If somebody is medama, it's still kosher. You're going to have to sell it to a client. No, you're going to get 80 cents on the dollar. It's a hefzid. There's nothing to talk about. But it's only a hefzid mu'ad. And that's where this played itself out. The beginning and the end. First they thought, Then they came around and they said, We should be chayish for a hefzid mu'ad as well. But the Mara says, I hear what you're saying, but the problem is another version of what the before and after was. But Tani Avu, the Rabbi, Abu Dharabin had the following price, so he had a different version. First, they said that a matama and a madama are going to be chayv chazru loy ma'afa menasech, and then he came around and they added even the menasech chazru in loy chazru loy. So here you had matama and madama, and not menasech, and then at some later date they added. Even the Menasech, says the Gemara, my timer, what's the reason that Menasech wasn't included? If it was Metama and Medama, then it should have been for Menasech as well. What's the difference? Obviously, because it's a Knas, and we don't learn from a Knas. And here you can't tell me that, because they only wanted Hefsin Merubah, because they had Medama, which is Hefsin Muit, 
and they didn't have Menasech, which is Hafsid Merubah. So there doesn't seem to be any consistency between Medama and Medama versus Menasech, other than the fact that this is, for whatever reason, the Maisa Kachaya, where they impose the Knas, as opposed to over there, I learn one from the other, must be Miknasa. But the Gemara says, Loi, no Raya. There is a Cheshben, maybe, why originally they only said Metama and a Medama, not a Menasech. And the reason is, Mikara Savri, Lechatchilo, they hold Kirab Abin, Ulebesayv Savri, Kirab Yirmiya, and then they held like Rab Yirmiya. So who's Rab Abin, who's Rab Yirmiya? They're of Perak Elu Nairus Fein. Mikara Savri, Kirab Abin. First, they held like Rab Abin, the Amr Rab Abin, Rab Abin says, Arachis Betchilos Arbo. If somebody throws an arrow, and he throws it from the beginning of four Amnes, L'Soyf Arba, to the end of four Amnes. This was on Shabbos. It was in Rosh Hashanah Rabbin, the Karn Shiron, Bali And as this arrow was traveling, it tore through somebody's clothing. Potter, the Allah is, you potter from being a mask. Why you potter from being a mask? Because you are Mechal Shabbos, because if somebody throws something, Dalar Amnes, Rosh Rabbin, so that's Hoytzah. And as a result, you Chayiv Misa. You Chayiv Misa. You can't be chayv misa and momen, you're going to be potter, come lay with the rabbi minute. Now, the truth is, it's a little bit of a chiddish. Why is it a chiddish? Because when is a person chayv for itzah? You have to do an akira, you have to lift it, you have to do anocha, you have to put it down. In the case of being maver dalaramis, the akira would have to be betchilas dalaramis, and the anocha would have to be besoif dalaramis. You're not mechal Shabbos until the chetz lands. You are mazik balichasai in its trajectory. So, based on that, really, you were mazik before you were Mechal Shabbos, and based on that, then you should be chayiv as a mazik. So said Rababin, you're potter anyways. Why? Because at the end of the day, you can't do a hanacha without an akira. And being that you can't do an hanacha without an akira, so the way we view this is, is it's happening, it's all happening at the same time. And being that it's all happening at the same time, you say, come to the Rabbin. Meaning, even though the gemar of the Chil Shabbos doesn't happen until after the hezek takes place, but being that it started and you knew the starting of it, Akira Tzarech Hanacho, so it's for that reason you're going to be potter. Uschay ben Avshay lebesayif says the Gemara. Uschay ben Avshay is up to Gemara. Lebesayif savvy k'Rabbi Yirmiyah. But afterwards they came around. They held like Rabbi Yirmiyah. Amr Rabbi Yirmiyah. Rabbi Yirmiyah said the Shas Hagba Kanya vechayev lemomin. They came around and they said that even though it's true, Rabbi Abin holds Akira Tzarech Hanacho. Thus, in this case, you're going to be potter. But Rabbi Yirmiyah holds not that way. Because Rabbi Yirmiya said that at the time that the person lifted it, he was already koino v'chayiv le'momen. At that point, he was chayiv momen. M'schayiv benavshalei havei achas nisoch. You're not going to be chayiv misa until the nisoch. Rabbi Yirmiya was talking specifically about somebody that steals somebody else's wine, and he's menasech at the Zara. And Rabbi Yirmiya said, in that case, you don't say kom l'bidur abimene. I... At the same time that I did the Nisoch, I also was Chayev Misa for being Menasech Yain Lavoy Dezara. The reason is because you already were Chayev Momin the minute you did the Hagba. So the Chayev Momin came about before the actual Chayev Misa, and it's for that reason, being that one happened before the other, the Halach is that you're going to be Pata. So you want to know. You're going to be chayv. So you want to know why lechatchilo they thought menasech no, and then they thought menasech yeah. It has nothing to do whether miknasa gamrina miknasa loy gamrina. Once they said metame medama, they would have included in that a menasech because lo'elam I'll tell you miknasa gamrina. If we impose a knas in one case, 
That principle applies for Knossos just like it applies in every other area in Shulchan Aruch. Aye, so what was the before and after Cheshbin as it relates to Menasach? The before and after Cheshbin was they weren't sure whether you say come with the Rabbi Menena. What was the Shach of Atariya? On the one hand, you have Rabbi Abin Zalach of Akira Tzorach Hanacha. On the other hand, you have Rabbi Yirmiya Zalach of Mishas Akba Kanya Vichayv Lemamin Mishay Benafshalei Havi Ad Shas Nisach. Now, this is not for now. This is really more for Elon Iris. But does Rabbi Yirmiya really disagree with Rabbi Abin's premise? Of Akira Tzorach Hanacha. That's a big shayla in the Rishonim. That's a sugyo in Perakel Iris. At first glance, it could be there's a distinction, right? What's the distinction? When someone is Zorak Chetz, so over there, the Hezek happened in the middle of the Malacha taking place. Now, it's true, it happened before the conclusion of the Malacha, but it happened while the Malacha is happening. It happened Bain Ha'akira u'bein ha'anacha. In the case of Rabbi Yirmiya, as soon as you lifted it, you're already a gazlan. The nisach doesn't happen until afterwards. So it could be that's not ha'akira tzarech ha'anacha. Not for now. Zokti Rafuna bar Yehuda ikla l'bei avyoyni. Rafuna bar Yehuda was once in the place called Bay avyoyni. Also, the kamei de Rava, he came to Rava. Amalei, so Rava told him, klum ma'isa bali yadcha. Tell me, did you have a paskin, an interesting shayla? Amalei says, yeah, let me tell you a shayla. Yisrael shantzu oiv dekechavim. Yisrael that was forced by oiv dekechavim to show somebody else's money. So I had a maisa where a yid came to my court where he was forced by oiv dekechavim to give up somebody else's money. That was the story that came to me. And I said that this person is Chayev. You gave up somebody else's mom. Even though he was forced into it, I said he's Chayev. Amalei's and Rav told him, if that's the Maisa that was Bali Yatcha, Ahadir Uvdulamare. Go back, give this person his money back. You have to unwind it. The Tanya, it's a Mufurish Abrais, it's Soshan, so Evdikichavim, the Yisrael that was forced by Evdikichavim, the Herem Amichavere, and he showed somebody else's money to these bad people. Potter, the Allah is his Potter, the Nut of the Nassim, the Yadchai. If, however, he physically lifted it up and he took the money and gave it to somebody else, in that case, he's already going to be Chai. Amar Rabbi, Rabbi said, in Herem Meyatzmoy, Kenosim and Nassim, the Yadoni. If the person wasn't forced, but he volunteered and he went over to the Hebrew and he says, let me show you somebody else's thing, then you don't have to be Nasev and Yad. So if you were forced into it, you have to be Nasev and Yad in order to be Chayev. But if you were Herem Meyatzmoy, then you're going to be Chayev, even if you weren't Nasev and Nasev and Yad. So there was a, a person that was forced by Oivdeke Chavim, and this person was forced to do what? To show the wine of Ramari Breder, Apinchas Breder, Avchist. Amalei, they told him, Dori Amti Bahadon. Meaning, they had insult to injury. They said, thank you for pointing it out. And now we want you to empty out this person's wine cellar and we want you to bring it to our coffers. So the Gemara said he had no choice. Dori Amti Bahadayu. He listened to them. Also, the Kamidi Ravashi. This case came before Ravashi, Paterinu. And Ravashi said he's Potter. He was forced to do it. He's going to be Potter. Only Rabbanu the Ravashi. So Rabbanu told Ravashi, Ravashi, it's Kenegad Abraisa. The Braisa we just quoted, Vatanya, Imnasa, Vinasan, Biad, Chayev. That if this person lifted it, he's going to be Chayev. Amalei. So Ravashi told him, Hani Mili, you want to know when he's Chayev if he's Nasa, Vinasan, Biad? Heichadoloi Akme, Ilave, Meikar. Meaning, if he didn't point it out first, then 
if he was nasa benasa biyad, he is going to be chayiv. But at first he showed it to them, and then after he showed it to them, he was nasa benasa biyad. Then what we say is mikla kalia. We look at it as if it's already burned. It's a monotvira tavar, as if it has no value, and it's for that reason you're going to be potter. So this is a very fine distinction. So if the oivdeki chavim were ma'anis this year, and they said, "Show me this person's chayiv," and he says, "No problem," he goes. He to the place, he picks it up with his hand, and he brings it to the Oivdei Kechavim. Then the Allah is, even though he was forced into it, he's going to be chai. If, however, they say, show me where it is, and he shows it to them, now they see it, and then they tell him, this is a second ask, will you please pick it up, and bring it, then he's going to be potter. And the reason is, because once he shows it, at that point, it's already viewed as being valueless, and anything that he does afterwards is not really of any significance because at that point it had zero chashiva. Zok the Gemara. I have a problem with this. Rabbi Vol, the Rabbi Ashi. Rabbi Ashi, Rabbi Ashi. Anos. If an Anos goes over to someone and says, Hushali Pekia Amr will you please pass me this Pekia Amr, this bundle of straw, or this cluster of grapes? And he did so, Chayiv. Da'alach is that he's going to be Chayiv. Now, it sounds like in this case they see it. Right? It's here. And please pass it. And Afa Pika and you're gonna be chayiv. Ravashi just said alumnus. Ravashi says that once they see it, at that point, it already has no value. So even if you're Nasab and Nasab, you're gonna be potter. So the Gemara says, Hakumaya skin in this case is, was different. This case is going to Koi betray Avanahar. It's talking about where although they see it, but they can't physically get it. Why? It's on the other side of a river. So if you're going to bring it to them, you're actually facilitating it in a very meaningful way and that's why you're going to be high. So if it's in front of them, in front of them, and all you are is the, the logistics guy, okay, so then already you're going to be potter. If, however, it's on the other side of the river, that's different. And Ekanami, Araya, to this Aikimta Diktani, because what did they tell him? Hoishet. They said, will you be Hoishet, Loitani Tain, the more conventional word to use with you know, would you please, please pass the ketchup? Right? Tain. You wouldn't say hoishet. Hoishet means you're taking it from afar. Oh, you're, you're literally transporting it. You're bringing it over. Shema mina. That's a raya to this. Now, one thing you see in this Gemara, and that is that even though we're done dinner the Gami, and even though if someone's achvi achvuye, it's a mafurisha mishnah. I mean, like Taisu said, it's not a mafurisha mishnah, but it's a mishnah. The halach is your chayef for pointing out somebody else's thing, but it's only if you do it willingly and knowingly, or if at the very least you are nasav and nasav biyat. If, however, you were forced into it, the halach is going to be potter. Now, the Rishonim discussed that this is really a chiddush. And the reason is because to the extent that we're done, dinah degami, and we view you as being an Adam Amazic, so we know the rule is Adam Wood, Lo'ilam, Ben Shayik, Ben Mezid, Ben Oynes, Ben Ratzin. So why isn't it that if you're Meiser, quote unquote, Oynes, you're potter. If you're mazik poinus, you're So why should this be potter? Zokdi Gemara Vaita. Who's Shusa? A Shusa, Rashi says, is a machmeres ledogon olechayas. This is a trap that was used either for fish or for animals. There were two people that were fighting over it. So this is a very good segue for what we're going to be learning in a couple of days. And all the fights that are going to break out in the beginning of right, the whole beginning of Bavim Tzia, everybody's fighting. So this is Mamish Me'inyin This is a Shusa Davi This person said it belongs to me and this person said it belongs to me. So one of these two guys went He was confident that it worked that it was his. So he gave it over to the Farhagna de Malka. Gave it over to one of these government officials and this person ended up taking it per the fact that he gave it to him. 
meaning he was a shtickle moiser. But he's not mamash a moiser. Why is he not mamash a moiser? A moiser is when you take something that belongs to Reuven and you give it away. Over here, there was a Shiloh. Who's really is it? I'm an Abaya. So Abaya said, this has nothing to do with our sugya. Why? Because Yachalami, the person can say, Anaki Masri Didi Masri. Sure, it was a moisture. I handed something over, but it was mine. Now, we don't know for sure that it was his, but I believed it was mine. And being that I believed it was mine, I had a right to do it. I'm like, Rabba, Rabba said, Behold, Kamine? What do you mean? You don't know for sure it's yours. If you know for sure it's yours, Mimela, but we don't just believe you to say, I'm not Kimasri, the Dimasri, Elam, my Rabba. So Rabba laid down his verdict, and he said, You want to know what Talach is? We put this guy in Cherim, Adamaisile, Vikoibedine, until he goes back to this Farhagna Damalka and he gets back what he gave. But until that happens, this person is going to be put in chayim. Now here too, there's a big discussion in the Rishonim, which is really a, a shnai moichsim digit discussion, and that is, what should the halach have been? If you have a shoe, so two people are fighting about it. This person says it's mine, this person says it's mine. So based on the beginning of Ava Metziah, the Rishonim say the halach should be called Olam Gavar. This is similar to Hahi Arba that we're going to learn about. But this you would think would be called Olam Gavar. If it's called Olam Gavar, then... Abayish for sure is right. What does called Olam Gavar mean? It means if you're stronger, then punch him in the nose. If you have a better Raya, bring the Raya. And I think it means if I better protect you, so let me do it that way. You're a moiser? If the din is called Olam Gavar, so I have an alimus that's manifest itself in the fact that I have a Farhagna the Malkin, in my Rolodex. I do, you don't, thus I'm the Olam. Why should this not be a basic chess move in the world of called Dalum Gavar. It sounds like called Dalum Gavar precludes this because everybody agrees if this person would have won the fight, he would have gotten it based on called Dalum Gavar. So isn't that really what happened? The Territ says this is different. The question is why this is something that we shine him talk about at length. Either way, the Gemara from here until the end of where we're going to get, which is about 10 lines from the top of Kufi Yudzayin of base, is going to tell a story this story is one of the most famous stories in Shas. It's a story that we've referred to many times. Hafachba v'hafachba dekulaba, as it relates to raid. Zoktigimahu gavra. There was a person Davidboi achfuye ativno dechavris. It starts off on a very bavakama deganot. So this person wanted to show the tevin of his friend to some powerful person. He wanted to be a moiser. Also the Kamid Rav. He came to Rav. He says, Rav, can I be a moiser? Right? Interesting question. Says the Gemara, Amalei, Rav told him, no, you can't. Right? Absolutely not. Amalei, he says, Rav, I hear your psak, but I want you to know, machvino u machvino. I'm going to do it anyways. Now, this person clearly was a machotzef, right? I mean, if you were going to do it, so you had to hear Rav tell you, Rav, by the way, who's a shaskin, and minces words. He didn't just say loitachvi. He said it's in Svetamol. That means Rav meant business. Loitachvi, loitachvi. Obviously, what he was doing was not just being a moiser, but there was a certain level of azos here as well. So the Gemara says, he also Rav Kahana, made the Rav. Rav Kahana, who was a Talmud of Rav, was sitting in the presence of Rav, and he saw what happened. So Rav Kahana got up, shamte l'koye mine. So what did he do? Rashi says he cracked his neck. In English, he killed him. So the Gemara says, when Rav saw that his prized Talmud Rav Kahana just killed this person, he got a little bit worried. Kari Rav Rav quoted the following Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in Yeshaya Perak Nanalev. It says, Banayach Ufu, your sons have fainted. Shachfu Bereish Kalchutzeis, they're lying in the streets. Kesoy Michmar, like an animal that's in a trap. Said Rav, this is a Pasuk that describes the state of the Jews in Golos. 
and they're compared to an animal that's in a trap. What's the significance? When an animal's in a trap, no one's going to try to save the animal. No one has Rahmanas. So too, as it relates to the momin of a yid, as soon as the decide that they want to take the momin of a yid, it's gross And at that point, no one's going to have Rahmanas on the yid. In other words, what Rav was saying in his cryptic way was that if this person was going to be moiser tivnoi shal Really, he's a moiser in the sense that he's a roitif. And the reason is because if they decide they want his heaven and something gets in their way, they're like a baba machteris. They're armed and dangerous. They're ready to kill. And if that's the case, so Rav Kana really had a right to kill this person because he had a din of a roitif. And what's the din of a roitif? You're supposed to try to kill him. That's the din. Stating that, Omele Rav, Rav Kahana, Rav told Rav Kana, you know, up until now, have a parsoi, so the Persians were the ones that were in charge, and they didn't care so much about Shvichas Daman. You murdered somebody? Okay, you know, try better next time, right? They weren't so mocked when it came to Shvichas Daman. But now the Greeks are the ones that are in charge. There's some serious Dikduke Seifrim censoring going on here. But either way, the cop to Ashvichas Daman, they are mocked on Shvichas Daman, and because they're mocked on Shvichas Daman, the Amri, and they say, Merodin, Merodin, murderer, murderer. Now you have to be a little bit more careful. Meaning, Rav Kana, it's no longer safe for you to be in Babel. Kum, Sokla, Aradi, Yisrael. I think you should get up and you should go to Eretz Yisrael. The Kabbalah Allah, and I want you to make a Kabbalah when you're in Eretz Yisrael. The Leitikshi, the Rabbi Yochan on Shevenshin. Meaning, you're going to go to Eretz Yisrael, Rav Kana. What are you going to do? You're going to obviously join the Yeshiva. Which Yeshiva? Rabbi Yochanan is the... I want you to go there and for seven years I want you to hear shir and don't ask one kasha to Rabbi Yechanan. Why should you do this? A kapara. At the end of the day you killed somebody you're in Golis now it's dangerous for you to be in bubble. If you go there for seven years that will be the kapara and then you'll be able to come back. So this is the most painful experience for someone on the level of Rav Kahana as we're about to see to have to hear shir from Rabbi Yechanan, seven years not be able to ask one kasha. No. So the Gemara says Rav Kahana went to He met Rishlokish the Yosef and Rish Lakish, Rashi says, was the chayzer for Rabbi Yochanan, and he was chazering over Shir. Says the Gemara, Amaluhu, Rish Lakish, Rish Lakish. Oh, so he told them, Rish Lakish hecha. So the story, as we'll see, is a little bit choppy. So he sees Rish Lakish is chazering Shir, and he wants to now go over to Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish had left, so he says, "Where's Rish Lakish?" says why? Because I overheard Rish Lakish Chazmin Abyechanatir, and I have kashas and I have terutzim and I have lumdas and super lumdas. He had a lot to say. Now Rav told him he wasn't allowed to ask any kashas of who? Of Rabbi Yechanan. He didn't say he can't talk and learning to Rish Lakish. So he wants Rish Lakish. So they told Rish Lakish that listen, there's a year that came from Bavel and he's quite impressive. Also Rish Lakish, Rish Lakish, when he told Rabbi Yechanan, and what did he tell him? Famous words: Ari he said, a lion has risen from Bavel. He says, I don't know who this person is, but he's an Ari. I can't good learn it. And he told him, Make sure tomorrow when you say share, you prepare share good, because he's going to be sitting there, and I have no doubt he's going to be firing away. Says the Gemara, so when he came, they gave him a good seat, they gave him Mizrach, and he's sitting right in front of Rabbi Yechonah. Rabbi Yechonah says over the first halacha, makes eye contact with Rav Gahana Poloi Akshi. He didn't say anything. No kashas. Shmaitza again. Poloi Akshi. 
And Nochem only didn't ask anything. So the Gemara says, Every time Rabbi Yechon said Allah, and Rav Kanda didn't ask a question, he moved him back one seat until he came to the last row, which was the seventh row. So there were seven rows of Tamil that was sitting in front of Rabbi Yechonon. He started off in the first row, and every time he had nothing to say. So Rabbi Yechonon said, you have nothing to say. Why are you sitting here? Go to the back of the class. He said, by the end, he's sitting on the seventh row. Only Rabbi Yechonon, Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yechonon told Rish Lakish, Arisha Marta, this Ari that you said was Allah Mibavel, Nasa Shul. I don't know. To me, he looks more like a fox than he does to a lion. So Rav Kahana is experiencing these busyoyness. I mean, Rabbi Yechonon just said, Arisha Marta, Nasa Shul. And he felt very, very humiliated. So he said it to He said, Yehirafa, it should be the will of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Havi Sheva Dari, that the seven rows that I just went back, the Havi Chilu Sheva Shnin, it should be in exchange for the seven years of Golos that I was told that I had to be the Amalira. And after Afkana said this Tfilah, he had a hergish that his tefillah was answered. So the Gemara says, Come, Akari, he stood up. Amalei, so he goes to Rabbi Yochan and he says, Rebbe, Nahadam Arberesha, could you please chazer over here? said, okay, Amr Shmaitzas, he said over the first halach of the Akshe, and he asked a bomb kasha, he moved him up one row. Amr Shmaitzas, the Akshe, and Nochamal, he moved him up until this repeated itself, and he ended up sitting again in the first row. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yosef, Asheva, Bistarki. So there's a lot of sevens over here. But Rabbi Yechon, he used to sit on seven pillows. Shafalei Chode, Bistarki, Metuse. Amr so every time Rabbi Yochanan would be asked a kasha that he couldn't answer, they would move a pillow, remove a pillow, remove a pillow, until at the end, he was Yosef Alar, was literally sitting on the floor. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan was an old person. Now again, just picture the scene. Rabbi Yochanan, he's the great Rashiv, he's giving shir, all this drama happened. But right now Rabbi Yochanan is literally sitting on the floor. He used to sit on this hush of a throne, on this pedestal. Now he's on the floor and there's someone who is literally fragging up every single thing that he's saying. So the Gemara said Rabbi Yechen was old at that point. When Masarach had long eyebrows, Amaluhusi, he told his chevra, Dalui Einai, if you can please lift my eyebrows, the echse, I want to see this person. I want to see this Ari. So Rabbi Yechanan wasn't just the Rashiva, he was at Rebbe too. They came with this Makhalta de Kaspa, they came with these Zilbana tweezers, and they lifted his eyebrows. And he saw the Rav Kahana had a split in his lips. Rashi says, how did this happen? In the last Rashi on the oven, Nikros Fosse Ali De Maka. It happened during a fight. I don't know if this was the fight that is what caused Rav Kahana to come here, or maybe there was another fight that happened at some other point. But either way, he had some sort of injury. And the Gemara says, And just based on his disposition, it looked a little bit like he was laughing at Rabbi Yechanan. And the Gemara says, here Rabbi Yechanan, was the one that was strictly humiliated. He's Rashiva. Somebody comes in, he mamish slugs up everything that I just said, and now this person is laughing at him. Rabbi Yochanan had Chalishas Hadas, and because Rav Kahana caused Rabbi Yochanan to have Chalishas Hadas, the Noch Nafshe, Rav Kahana Nebuch was Noch Nafshe. He left this world. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan, the next day, the. You see these Babylonians, right? we have radon how the 
Eretz Yidin thought of the Babylonian Yidin, right? He didn't just refer to him by name. He didn't even call him Dari or the Shul. At this point, he just refers to him as the Babylonian. He says, you see the Babylonians, hey, look at how they behave. They freg up kashes and mamacht lutzonis. They told him, no, this was a terrible misunderstanding. Darki hachi, this is the way he looks. That's posh it is. It's just the way he looks. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechon heard that. He felt terrible. Oh, the Gabi Marasa. He went to the Ma'ara where they buried. Rav Khan already had a Levaya. So he went to the Ma'ara where Rav Khan was buried. Chaza. He saw there was a Achna. Rashi says that's a Nochash Godol. There was a Nochash that surrounded the Ma'ara and there was no way to get in. Rashi adds that the zon of the tail of this Achna was inside the mouth of the Achna. The point is, it was literally encircled. To get it out, you'd have to grab the achna, take the tail out of its mouth. Right? This was very dangerous. There was no way out. Open up your mouth, meaning your tail should not be in your mouth anymore. And let the rav, meaning, this is Rabbi Yechon talking, let me, the rav, come, it's not a Talmud, to the Talmud of Kana, I need to speak to him. Then he said, you know what? Okay, maybe... You don't think I'm his Rebbe. No, you can't have a Rebbe. Let me have He's my Rebbe. He said, let the Talmud come before the Rebbe. And then the Ochan says, oh, now you're saying it the right way. You're a Talmud? Rav Kahan is the Rebbe. So the Gemara says he came. Yechen started davening. And there was Tchis HaMesim. Rav Kahan got up. Am Rav Yechanan, after Rav Kana, turns to Rav Kana, he says, I want you to know, had I known that this was your disposition, I would have never had Chalishas Adas, and this whole story would have never happened. Rav Kana died because of the Chalishas Adas of Rav Yechanan. But he said, the only reason I had Chalishas Adas is because I thought you were laughing at me, had I known, then this would have never happened. No, why don't you come now, we can be friends, we can get along, now there's an understanding, come back to Shir, let, let's, let's end this. Amalei, so he told him like this. He says, if you could daven, that I will never die, if I ever cause you paid again, I'm going to come. But if not, I'm not going to come. Why? So it's not so clear what this means. But Rashi says that, listen, a miracle happened once. So no, once the miracle happened, the miracle happened. But there's no guarantees that this is going to happen again. As a result, I am not comfortable doing this again. So the Gemara says, Tyre, Rabbi Yochanan woke him up. Rashi says, He got up, came back. And joined the living Shaile Kol Sveika the Havale. Rabbi Yechon then asked Rav Kana every suffix that he ever had, every kasha upashtinu nehale, and he was able to be poshit. And the Gemara says, "Hainu am Rabbi Yechonon." This Rabbi Yechon meant when he said in Sukkah Memdalud Amad Aleph, "Dilchayin Amri Dilhayinhi." Rashi says, I used to say that the Bnei Eretz Yisrael were better in learning than the Bnei Bavel. But what I see now is just the opposite. That the Bnei Bavel, look at Rav Kahana, he's better than the Bnei Eretz Yisrael. Either way, this concludes this story with Rav Kahana, Rabbi Yechitz, a story that comes up in different places. Kedai to internalize it and remember it. But either way, now, as mentioned, this is something that we've spoken about many times. One of the things we always talk about is that you see from here that Rav Kahana seemed to have been a lot better in learning than Rav Yechitz. It certainly sounds like it. He fragged up every share. Rabbi Yechanan asked them to be poishet all the sveikis. Rav Kahana was poishet all the sveikis. Incidentally, some have the gears of Fakir. That Rav Kahana asked Rabbi Yechanan his sveikis. But the Pashtas is the way we read it. And that is, Rav Kahana seems to be Yodel al Yoyna in his conversations together with Rabbi Yechanan in learning. The Kasha then is, we know whenever there's a machloikis between Rav and Rabbi Yechanan, we pass in 
like Rabbi Yochanan. It's based on a Gemara in the beginning of Masech Desbeya. Rav was Rav Kahana's Rebbe. You would think that if Rav Kahana was this good in learning, and he's a Talmud of Rav, Rav was probably better than him. So how could it be then that the Allah is like Rabbi Yochanan over Rav, certainly over Rav Kahana, if you see Rav Kahana and Kolshkein Rav was so much better than Rabbi Yochanan. So the Chavisnyar in his famous Tshuva and Simon Tzadik Dal, where he talks about all the Klali Apsach, he says that this is to me a shtikel Araya that... This is to me a shtikel araya to the idea that when it comes to Psak Halacha, we don't care about the Iker Harim, right? We don't care who the bigger Lamdan is. Sinai Adif. And it's true, you see from here that Rav Kahana was a bigger Iker Harim, and Kolshkein Rav would have been a bigger Iker Harim than Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan must have been the Sinai, and it's for that reason we paskin like Rabbi Yochanan based on the idea of Sinai Adif, which is a fascinating topic. Not for now. But just one Ha'ara that I saw in the Sefer Megadim Chadashim. In the beginning of Parshas Pinchas. And that is, the Gemara, Mesechtis Kedushin, Dapchas Amar Aleph, discusses the idea of Shava Pruta and says that if there's a person that says that this item, which I know objectively is not really worth that much money, to me it has value. I consider this to be worth a Pruta. I consider this to be worth a dinner. So you attributing value to this item makes it of that value for you. And the Gemara brings a raya from Rav Kahana. The Gemara says that Rav Kahana once took a suder for Pityan Aben. So we know Pityan Aben you have to give five slot. Rav Kahana was a Kayan and he took for Pityan Aben a suder. So it's not worth five slot. But he said that Lididi Now, why Rav Kahana? So this is a very famous Rashi here, because Rav Kahana was a Gavarab and he wore a yarmulke. So for him to have a suder, it was something that had value. For a the person doesn't wear a yarmulke, what's he going to do with a suder? The gates with a couple, so then it's worth uh, five sons. Nobody else wore yarmulkes. This is one of the famous Rashis. But the bottom line is, is Rav Kahana said Lididi Chazili, and that's why he was able to take a suder for five sons. Taisva says that one thing for sure you see in this Gemara, and that is that Rav Kahana was a kayin. Toysavis asks that I have a problem with that because I have a Gemara in Pesachim and Pes and this other Raya Rav Kahana wasn't a kayin. So Frey Toysavis if Rav Kahana said so it means he was a kayin. He's taking Pidyan Abed. I, I know for a fact Rav Kahana said he wasn't. Toysavis took the roots the first parents Toysva says is, Vieshloim and the Tre Rav Kahana Hava. There were two Rav Kahanas. One Rav Kahana was a Kayan, the other Rav Kahana wasn't a Kayan. Inami, Toysva says, a very big Chiddish based on the Gemara Mesachis Chulin, and that is that Rav Kahana wasn't a Kayan, but his wife was a Bas Kayan, and a person's allowed to take Matnas Kahuna on behalf of his wife if she's a Bas Kayan. So if someone's married to a Bas Kayan, that gives you a Schuss, that gives you a right to be able to take Matnas Kahuna. But Toysva's first Terrace is Tre Rav Kahana Hava. There were two Rav Kahanas. So I'll tell you something very interesting. The Seydah Adairis, and really this comes from the Sefer HaYuchsen, right? Seydah Adairis is a peerish on the Seydah HaYuchsen. But in the Sefer HaYuchsen, so the Sefer HaYuchsen, when he goes to Rav Kahana, see, so he has three Rav Kahanas. He has, who he refers to as Rav Kahana Kama, the Ersh Rav Kahana, who was a Talmud Chavar Rav. He was the Talmud Chavar of Rav. There's Rav Kahana the second, who's Chavar Yishal Rav Yosef, and then Rav Kahana HaAchroin, who's a Talmud of Rava, and he's Rabbi Shal Rav Ashit. So, according to the Yuchsin, there were three Rav Kahanas. You take a look at Rav Aaron Hyman's Toldus Tanon Vameira, under Rav Kahana, he says as follows, Kfar Herich Beseder Hadoiris Kam Rav Kahana Hava. The Seder Hadoiris has an Arichos, 
per the Yuxin, how many Rav Kahanas there were. Ula Achar Iun Rav Nirebibirer. But he says, after doing an enormous amount of investigation, it's clear to me, Shaloi Pachais min Chamisha Amoiran Hayu Vashem Rav Kahana. That there were no less than five Amoiran with the name Rav Kahana. The first is Talmud Chavid Rav, the Chavid Ravasi. There was one that was a Talmud Chavid of Rav. The second one is not a Talmud Chavar of Rav, but he's a regular Talmud of Rav. The third is Rav Kahana, who was a Talmud of Rav Yehuda. The fourth is Talmidai Hagadol de Rava, and he was also the Rebbe of Rav Ashi. And the fifth one is the Chavar of Rav Ashi, and he says, And he goes through, it's pages long, where he talks about not two Rav Kahanas like Tosfer says, not three Rav Kahanas like the Seydah Adairah says, but five Rav Kahanas. And by the way, sometimes you have like, you know, two of a certain number. Okay, the Ruba the Ruba is one. And then, okay, one or two to back out of Akash, you'll have to say this was a different Rabbi Shmuel ben Alisha, right? But here, you have Rav Kahana was mentioned throughout Shas. It's not all the same Rav Kahana. There are a whole bunch of different Rav Kahanas. Right, you have this, but with the Raivin, one of the Rishonim, the Chidah says there were three Raivins. Raivin the first, Raivin the second, and the Raivin of the third. And the Chasayif and the Chuvah somewhere say, right, you have steers and Raivins. You can't ask steers and Raivins because, because you never know which Raivin you're talking about because they're all famous and they're all often quoted. You have a bunch of famous Rav Kahanas, and you know which Rav Kahana is which. But the bottom line is this Toysus and Kedusha, Davches, Amir Aleph. So this Toysus who says, Trey Rav Kahana have, and the Seydah Doris, there's three, and the world of Rav Haimitz told us five Rav Kahanas. But now, as it relates to Rav David Yoyo Weiss's Zahara, so he says a Dov Nifla based on something that we've spoken about in the past, and that is that right in the beginning of Parshas Pinchas, so after Pinchas killed Zimri, so the Pasuk says, what was the reward that Pinchas got for killing Zimri? The reward was that he became Koyim. And Rashi and all the Rishonim and really the Gemara and the Zayra culture. Everyone mutches. It sounds a little bit from the Pshut Shal Mikra that Pinchas became a Kayan after he kills him. As if until then he wasn't a Kayan. The problem is, how could that even make sense? What makes somebody a Kayan if his father's a Kayan? No, Pinchas' father was a Kayan, a Lazar, whose father was a Kayan, a Haran. So by definition he should have been a Kayan. So Rashi and Chumash says that Although it's true that a Ben Kayan is a Kayan, that's only if the child was born when his father was already a Kayan. But Aharon and Elazar, they were Niskahin after Pinchas was already born. So being that Pinchas wasn't born from a Kayan per se, so therefore he didn't have a, a din of a Kayan. And the truth is, the Lashon HaGemar is Zvachim Kofala from the Beis, Lo Yineskayin Pinchas Ad Shehargol Zimri. That Pinchas didn't become a Kayan until he killed Zimri. But the bottom line is, there's a whole bunch of different ideas that are brought down in Rishonim and Svarim to explain. So it says with David Yahweh Chadash. I want to say a Dover Chadash. Ubehektim Ha'ara from the Aderes in his Sefer called Oiver Oireach, that's on Oirechayim Simen Kuf Samachzayim. So the context over there is, the Shulchan Aruch says, halachas that we're familiar with, Im HaMesubin Rabim Gadol Shebekulim Baitzeas. If you have a whole bunch of people sitting together and you're going to break bread, it's a Shabbos Suda. So the Gadol Shebekulim, the person that's the most Chashev, he's the one that's supposed to be Baitzeas. He's the one that's supposed to lead the Suda. He's the one that 
makes the hamotzi. Vim yeshimon balabayis. Let's say there's a balabayis who boitzeya. The balabayis is the one that's supposed to be boitzeya. Vafilu im ha'oreach gadol. If even if the oreach is more chashuv, so the halach is it doesn't matter. The balabayis is always boitzeya. So if there's a bunch of mesubin and there's no balabayis, so who's the boitzeya? It's the most chashuv a person. If there's a balabayis, then the balabayis is the boitzeya. Even if there's an oreach over there, that's an adam gadol. The Bangar Avram says that this halacha is not true b'zmanenu. Meaning, nowadays, and Mishnah Brewer brings it as well, you, if there's a chash of a person, you can give the chash of a person to be a baitzeya. He says, how do I know that? He says, I know it, Zok the Magad Avram, from the Gemara Mesech, this brach is dach menvava menal. The Gemara Mesech tells a story. The story was that Rav Zeyr was not well. And Rabbi Vo came to Mavakachayla and he said that Rabbi Zayim Hashem, you should have a crew, you should have a Rafur Shalema, Bekarev, and he says that when you have a Rafur Shalema, I'm going to host the Suda Saidah from you. No, the Gemara says Rabbi Zayim had a Rafur Shalema and he hosted a Suda Saidah. When it came time for the, the Suda, they sat down. So Rabbi Vo was Mechabid Rabbi Zayra, and he told Rabbi Zayra that I want you to be the one to, to be Baitseya. You make the Hamoitzi. So he told him back. Don't you know Rabbi Yochanan said, Balabayas Baitseya? That the Balabayas is supposed to be the Baitseya. And the reason the Balabayas is supposed to be the Baitseya, Rabbi Yochanan said, is because the Balabayas will do it by in Yoffa. If you're a guest, you might not do it by in Yoffa. But the Balabayas, we're confident, right, as the Balabus, so he's comfortable doing it by in Yoffa. And you might not have an eye in Yoffa. But the Balabayas is going to have an eye in Yoffa, says the Mogan Avram. So what do you see from here? You see that Be'etzim, Rabbi Vo's hergish was that Rabbi Zeyre, he was the chash of a person. He should be the one that's Be'etzeya. Narvaz, Balabayas Be'etzeya. Why Balabayas Be'etzeya? Because he's going to be Be'etzeya by Yafa. So Zoktam Agan Avram, nowadays you don't have the Svar of Ayin Yafa. Ayin Yafa was, you'd start off the meal, they'd give you a piece of challah, and you lived and died with that piece of challah. Whatever they gave you, this is what you're going to have. Right? You didn't get doubles. So in that world... There's an Indian, you want to make sure it's by and Yafa. But today, the Hamoitzi is just that you should be able to talk again, right? And then you fresh as much as you want. So it doesn't really matter if it's by and Yafa, not by and Yafa. So it's Hadr Dina, Reb is the one that you bench. So go back to him, and Luchuru, it makes sense, you should give it to him. This is the Mogan Avram. So the Mogan Avram says that the Shulchan Aruch says that the Balabais is by Tzeya. today, the Minig is to give it to the Gadol, to Leishayach and Yafa. Because nowadays the svar of Ayn Yafa doesn't apply. Because you're not giving him a piece that's going to. And the Chaim Mash, the Gemara, the Rabbi Vol, Chalakaba, the Rabbi Zayra, because he told Rabbi Zayra to do it. The only reason not was because of the svar of Ayn Yafa. But without the svar of Ayn Yafa, so he told Rabbi Zayra, you should be the one. Frank Daderis in his countries on Erechayim, in Simon Kufzayin, on this Mogan Avram, he says, I don't understand how the Mogan Avram was able to bring a raya from this Maisel with Rabbi Zayra that you see from here that there's an Indian to give it to the. Adam Chashuv, to the extent that there's no Svar of Ayn Yaf. Lo'ilam al-Tayyid Balabayis always does it. So why did Rabbi Vo offer it to Rabbi Zeyra? He says it's Pashit. Because from throughout Chas, we know Rabbi Zeyra was a Kayan. And being that Rabbi Zeyra was a Kayan, there's Halacha V'Kidashtoy. So that's Pashit if there's a Kayan there. In, in Halacha, it's already different. So what's your Raya that you give it to the most Chashuv guy at the meal? Maybe you don't give it to the most Chashuv person. I, Rabbi Zeyra, could be it wasn't me, Din Godel, could be it was me, Din 
Koyen. And we didn't Koyen, there's a Dindai Raisa. Or the Kiddash Doi. The Chol Dabash HaVikdusha. You're always supposed to be Paiseach Rishon. The Tzaya Rishon. That's a Mephorish din. So what was the Raya from Rabzeira that any Adam Choshub always comes before the Balabayas? The Chura, maybe there was, says that there is a Dover Nifla, something that's Mephorsen. And that is, we know the Gemara says in the Sechtis, Megillah. That Rabbi and Rabzeira once proved to just put them together, and then Rabbi drank a little bit too much. He was Adolayada, come Rabbi Shachta the Rabzeira, and he killed Rabzeira. And the Gemara says he him, and he came back to life, and then the next year invited him to the Purim Sudan and again, he said, this time I think I'm going to my in-laws, right? I'm going somewhere else. I think I'm going to make different arrangements. But the bottom line is, it says, that there is, so you see that Rabzeir had Mason, and he was alive, and then became alive again. So he said, yeh shloyma. Rabzeir, when he was alive, in Erstenmal, the first time Rabzeir, he was a guy, and yes, father was a guy, and he was a guy. But once Rabzeir left this world, at that point, when he came back again, he didn't come back a Kayan. Because when his Chiyus is here, Machmas, the fact that his father brought him into the world, then he has the Din Kayan, because he's a Ben Kayan. But if he's brought back to life, it could be over there, he's not going to have a Din Kayan. So say to Rabbi W.O. Weiss, I want to say like this. The Zohar HaKadosh says, B'Shosh HaHarak Pinchas, let me quote in Lushan Kaidish, not in Lushan Zohar. B'Shosh HaHarak Pinchas Zimri, when Pinchas killed Zimri, Neskaptu Olav Mishavet Shimon Lohargo. He said, Shavet Shimon, right, because he was the Nazi of Shavet Shimon. They got together and they wanted to kill Pinchas. Umiroiv Pachad, because Zimri was so scared that he was, because Pinchas was so scared he was about to get killed, Yotzeson Eshmasai Mimenu. It was literally Parchan Eshmasai. Va'achakach Nechnesu Boi Nishmas Nadavavi. And the Nishama of Nadavavi, came back, Pinchas came back to life, and when he came back to life, he came back with the neshama of Nadav and Avil. In fact, he brings from the Magid Mesharim, the beginning of Parashas Pinchas, that the Beis Yosef, he asked the Magid, that Pinchas we know is Eliyahu, and Eliyahu is Loimes. A person needs Misa. Misa is a big tikkun for the mensch. So if Eliyahu is Loimes, he didn't get his tikkun. So the Magid told him, it's a Zayar. The Magid told him, no, Pinchas did die. He said, because when the Olim came up against him, it was Parcha Neshmasai, and he had an Ibor, right? His Neshama was fused, not just with his own Neshama, but also with the Neshama of Nadav Avil, and that's how he came back to life. I think it's Kedai, just to mention for one second, Echsam Soifer Niflav and Neira, on this Indian, and that is, you know, the Gemara says in Masechtis Megillah, it says, Vayhiba Yoyim Hashmini, right? That was Yoyim HaKamas HaMishkan, and the time Yoyseh, Yoyim Hoyseh Simchalif now the context over there is because the Megillah starts and the Gemara says Afraid, the Gemara is not true it says and we know that there was such a simcha on that day it was how do you know that because it says and it says so it was simcha literally so how could you tell me and it was a day of incredible simcha. So the Gemara says, it's not true. Although there was simcha, but the simcha was tempered. How so? Hashachim Nadav Because Nadav died on that day, and because they died on that day, so therefore it wasn't Mamish the same. So the Chsam Soifer, Kedarke Bakoydish, Vruin Advar, Lamisha Amram said, that Yeshloyma, what's the Imik over here? He says that why did Nadav and Aviyu die? What happened? So we know Chazal say a whole bunch of different reasons, right? There is one, one of the greatest mysteries that we have is why Nadav and Aviyu passed. There's so many different reasons that are given for it. But Mises Nadav Aviyu is one of the great mysteries. Says the I'm sorry, but it's you do it from the Zion, from all the Svarim Akhtoshim, the Chesidish Svarim. They say that another one of you left this world because they were too holy 
to be in this world. They reached such a madrega where it wasn't shaykh for them to be in this world anymore. It was a b'china, parchan, They were a little bit too much. So the Chesam Soifer says that we know when Hashem created the world, Rashi brings the Chumash and Parshish Bereshis. Right in the beginning, he created, oh, right, that's what Hashem created on the first day. And then the Pasnik says, Vayar Likimis Arki Toiv. And what do you do with it? Vayavda. Zak Rashi, Ra'u She'enoi Kedai Lishtamish by Rishon. Vehivdiloi Litzadikim Lasadlavai. The Ebishta saw that the Or Agonos was too much for the Rishon, and it's not something that we can have in this world. So what he did was, he was Gonzai Litzadikim Lasadlavai. He said, Vayibayayim Ashmini, Yayim Akamas Amishkon, was Vayihi. There was a Simchal of Neakadosh Baruch Kiyom Shinivru Boy Shamayim Vars. He said when there was Briyas too, he took this R that he understood was too big for the world and it was Gonzai the Tzaddik in Loss of Lavoy. On this day of Akamas Mishkon, which was Kiyom Shinivru Boy Shamayim Vars, history would repeat itself. Hashem would do the same thing again. He took an R, he took Shnei Ma'iris he took the Ma'ir Hagadol that was Nadav and the Ma'ir Hagadol that was Avil. He took them away from this world because he realized they were too big for this world. As they state in Zayra he put them inside the Nisham of a Tzaddik. You know which Tzaddik? The Tzaddik Pinchas. As I was state in Unfang, Parshas Pinchas. And Pinchas, we know, was Eliyoh. And he's going to come, Vasud Lava, and he's going to be Mavasad of Surah's Toivas. So the Nisham of Nadav and Avi leaves the world and it goes into the Nisham of Eliyoh, and he's the Tzaddik of the Asadlov. So he's taking some soifer. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, Snedra of David Yahweh, I want to say a Dover Chadosh, something I never saw and never heard. And that is Smevur and Mefurish over here in the Zaira Kaddish that Pinchas' Neshama left his gulf. He had Misa, like the Maggit told the Reis Yosef. His Neshama got its tikkun of Misa through that. And what happened? He came back to life again. Had he come back to life again with this fusion with the Neshama not of an Avil? If that's the case, Pinchas was a Kayan. But now that he came back, now he's not a Kayan anymore. Now he's not a Kayan anymore. Like that there is said, Reb was a Kayan. I become Rabbi Shachtel Reb Now he's not a Kayan anymore. Being that he's not a Kayan anymore. So now we're ready. Zok to Torah. V'hoi soloyu l'zare ya'acharav brizkun asoyl. Zok to David Yehoi. So l'fizeh yeishloimah. Tois was in Kedush and Davchesim and Alva asks Akasha. You have a Gemara. Mufurish a Gemara. The Rav Kana was a Kayan. You have a Gemara. The Rav Kana wasn't a Kayan. Which one is it? Tois says two Rav Kanas. We shall to say that there is. It says three Rav Kanas. Rav Haimin who says five Rav Kanas. Zok that but one is Rav Kahana far above a Kama Rav Kuf Yudzayin, and the other one is Rav Kahana la'achar above a Kama Kuf Yudzayin. Because Rav Kahana, like Rav Zeira, and like Pinchas ben Elaz ben Harna Kayin, he also was alive and then left this world and came back with Chiyas HaMesim. If that's the case, there's Trey Rav Kahani in the Zelber Rav Kahana. There's Rav Kahana kaidim above a Kama Kuf Yudzayin. That Rav Kahana was a Kohen, and this Rav Kahana la'achar, Bava Kama Kuf Yud Zayin, that Rav Kahana was not a Kohen, and we will stop here.